Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chef's Meal, where we talk about whatever and never and everything else in between. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to a special episode. Now we we were a little late last week. Yeah. I don't want to say a little late because uh, a little mishap, but we will get into that. Rush hour in the building. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Hey, what's going on? What's going on? So we are actually coming at you really early in the morning. And when I say early, this is like normal time for most people. But for the the other slackers, they're not even awake yet. I'm not even awake yet. <laughs> We're doing this via the internet because, uh, yeah, some stuff have arisen. Yeah, you know, yeah. change things up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're we're trying to we're trying to get to it. But how are you doing, Sean? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm enjoying uh, this very early morning, at least for me. <laughs> but I'm glad to be here. <laughs> now, would you do we should we stab at it? Do you, do you want to tell them what happened last week? Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, I'm, obviously, at this point, guys would probably realize that we didn't have. Uh, a show, and um, that's because uh, last uh, last Monday night I burned my hand. No. Yeah, um, was kind of uh, transporting some some hot oil from one part of uh, the restaurant to another part, and um, I had to make two trips. And the first uh, trip was successful, and the second trip was not so successful. So a little bit. You know, I guess a little bit relative to the amount of oil I was uh, carrying, um, ended up splashing back on my hand, and um, it burned um, a part of my hand. I'm not looking at it for the like kind of like eyes on for the first time, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it, it burned um, a, a bit of my hand close to yeah to to my thumb. Sean sent me a picture, or rather, I was I was. Get, I was trying to nag Sean to give me a picture, and he was like, "You don't want to see it, bro." And I'm like, "Bruh, I do." And <laughs> he was like, "It kind of looked like a raisin." I'm like, "I don't care, man. I just want to see the burn." And then, uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it I mean, bad, it, but it's a it's an oil burn, though. It's different. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely real. And like, um, in the moment, I guess, like, you know, skin is resilient. So in the, in the in the week since like you know a little less is there um and like i said this is one of the few times where i'm like looking at it like dead on more, more often than not it was like you know wrapping my hands so i could like still live and work and do all the things i gotta do but yeah yeah this is gonna take a minute it's gonna take a minute to heal up mm. now sean mm -hmm. here's a question for you yes if there are 26 hours in a day this is new well, to me. How, how do you do? How do you spend your extra two hours? Um, well, um, apparently I have spent uh, more than two hours <laughs> developing the time machine or, or single-handedly <laughs> bending uh, space and time so that I have two, uh, two more hours a day. But uh, let me ask you this question so for more clarification. <laughs> Okay. You're assuming I've already done this, and this is something that I can tap into. I have two extra hours a day. Yeah. Hmm. Two <laughs> extra hours a day. So that's 14 hours a week, and I get to kind of slam this in the middle of whatever I want to do. Mm -hmm. 
So I think the the question is more towards uh, the the your commute. So I'm, I'm going to give you okay. an hour right, right. back and forth. What is your two hours extra a day hmm. um, look like? Uh, it's two hours extra a day. I'm going to definitely take one of those hours for like um, a more regular exercise routine. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably, honestly, um, I'm going to take uh, the other time and probably, um, you know, be a happy house husband and uh, do some stuff around the house or like, you know, prepare a meal for my wife and daughter for when I'm, you know, off at work. Mm. That's what I do. I mean, yeah, because, you know, part of our responsibilities is, you know, chefs kind of takes you off uh, access with everyone else who lives like a nine to five and nine to five adjacent world. And, um, you know, while they're supporting you doing your endeavors, you know, it's still important for you to be able to do that for them. So, you know, to know that, you know, while I'm out, you know, making meals and such for everyone else, you know, he's walking into, you know, the restaurants that, we, you know, we work in, you know, to ensure that I'm doing the same every day for, you know, my wife and daughter would be something that I would uh, take pride in carrying. So if I had an extra two hours, you know, that's probably what I would be doing. Heard. My, I don't, I don't get two hours. I only have about 40 minutes extra. Mm-hmm. That's just my commute, and it's spent on, at least for the time being, I'm trying to crunch down. So we have a, we have this big gig in about two and a half weeks. Okay. And I need to crunch down 27, 27 songs into my brain, lyrics and all, and how to kind of go about it, how to play it. And how to flamboyant the hell out of it. <laughs> so when I'm performing it on stage, it will it will seem natural, at least to me and to the people that are uh, you know partaking and and getting the experience all together. So we are in a bit of a crunch time and in, in a, with our band right now. So we're trying to nail it out together. So it's a little it's a little hectic. So let me ask you this. So you have 27 songs. At this point, you're not making new songs. These are songs oh, that no, you've, no, already, no. you've already produced. So yeah. is the case that like you just need to like kind of make them into like a medley? Like, oh, like no, no. 27 songs. Them. Like if, if you don't mind me asking, like if you were to just sing them all one after the other, how much, you know, how long would that be and then how long is the set you know that you're trying to kind of cram all that creativity into gotcha so the set the set works and it's not just our songs mm -hmm. i don't have 27 songs we only have i think on our catalog is only 15 that's dope, dope. like originals it's quite a bit but we're only playing eight of that 15 okay but when i mean 27 is we're so we're playing essentially a uh, bar gig it's a paid gig and it's going to be covers most of, most of the time. Okay. So this is going to be an 80-20 split. 80% of covers, 20% of our stuff. And um, it's just, it's literally the third and fourth set. They, they all cover an hour pretty much of songs. So 45 minutes of uh, just, just songs all entirely. 15 minutes of a break. And it repeats again and again. Mm -hmm. So 
our set is from 9.30 to 1.30 in the morning. And I need to cram down two more hours of songs into my brain. And, and it's quite a bit. And it's not like regular stuff. Um, <clears throat> since we're playing not like a, a more, more of a biker bar, kind of. Okay. So if you think of the, um, the atmosphere and the people coming into it, a lot more older folks, a lot more country white folks, mm-hmm. you know, trying to trying to give them a genre kind of so we're, we're trying to do a little more um a little more con- not country but a, a, just a tad more on the 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 drinky happy yuppie songs okay. is that does that make sense like it it's makes, weird it makes sense how does it i guess how does it work for you where i'm going to assume right that at this um at this gig People are not coming for you, right? They're coming to mm-hmm. this thing, but you're going to be there and playing them. So I know you say you're going to play covers, which is going to get their attention because they're going to be songs that they probably know. Uh, but like, wh- what's your responsibility to your band to like drop in songs of your own that they don't know, so that like when they're leaving that place, they're hitting you up on streaming sites or checking out your website to see what else you're about. Well, the cool thing about that is since, uh, so whenever we make a contract, we, we always ask us, Hey, would it be possible if we can also promote meaning, um, if we can sell merch, if we can have our banner there, if we can have our stuff. So we're not going to forcefully sit on blah, blah, Sunny brave, new EP, et cetera, et cetera. Like on the set, it would just be, kind of nonchalant right there hanging around and after every every set we just kind of mentioned hi guys we're sunday brave you can check us out there's more information over there on that table feel free to talk to us etc and that's pretty much as far as we can take it okay yeah so we can still promote we can still sell the stuff but not so much blaring if i were to go to like a regular show and it's just for us and we're just playing our stuff then i can be like yeah, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> I get a little out of hand, Sean. You know what I mean? I have a question for you. Answer. Do we have a leather pant update? Oh, we have leather <laughs> pant update. So here, here's the thing. I, I want to save that for the band because I, I, I brought it up the other day. And they just kind of brushed it because we were a little busy. Okay. But for this show... It's happening, Sean. Oh my goodness! It, it is. It is going on, and I don't care if it's going to be eighty degrees outside. There's going to be leather pants on these hawks. Have you, know what I'm you properly located the exits? Do you know where <laughs> <laughs> the eyewash station is? <laughs> I, I do not actually. I do haven't have, been to there. Do I've you never have been. ice chips and water ready. <laughs> <laughs> Because either you or the crowd is going to spontaneously combust. Yeah, it's going to be. I don't know. It'll be. It'll be an interesting feat because this will be the first time I'll be playing in said pants. You see, you can't just you can't just roll out there. You, I think you need to like do a complete dress rehearsal. You know is saying? that what it is? Like yeah. in the middle of the ship? I know ship? that. Like when you're playing, <laughs> when you're playing a guitar, like power stance is a thing. So you need to know. <laughs> Then you can maintain that. <laughs> you that want some, some some leather uh, inspired clothing malfunction? Because I'm gonna, 
I'm gonna look it up right now. Cool, man. I believe in you. But uh, yeah, you, you better do a dress rehearsal before you take that way out to the people. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, the guys don't even know. I'm gonna be bringing like a little suit, not a suitcase, but um, at least my backpack, mm-hmm. and I'll have. So here, here it is. Let me um, let me pull up my phone so you kind of understand what's gonna happen. So there's four sets technically, right? Okay. And at every set, there's a different kind of thing going on. So in the first set, it's more Americana, the the songs and stuff. So it's a lot of a lot of the newer stuff. So meaning. Um, there's uh there's Danny California by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. There's Learn to Fly by the Foo Fighters. There's Plush. It's almost like a '90s throwback hit on set one. Okay. So I'll I'll look grungy pretty much on the first set. Uh, the second set where we have a little more of the um, I want to say the the funky stuff. So the Brick House we're playing. Wow. Uh, play that funky music. You know what I'm saying? Awesome along. There's Santana in there. I might throw on like funky shades and like a um and like a button down and then I'll start doing like a like the um what you call that? Like if I were like in the Supremes, like a dedicated dance move. Okay, all right, I got you. Right? It, it's kind of like an era. And then the third set is a little more of I want to say uh like not harder rock but like a little more how do you explain it? Like, um, there's Walk This Way, Sweet Emotion, Aerosmith, okay, Hearts right. by the Black Crow. So I might even pop out the, um, I have this, um, hide. I can't English so early in the morning. The, um, <laughs> <laughs> the bandana. That's what I was trying. Like long bandanas, a slap it on the mic. Cause that's how Aerosmith had it, you know? Right. That kind of thing. But my favorite is, um, on the fourth set, we have uh, like the the country stuff. So, Freebird, Chicken Fried, Tennessee Whiskey, Friends in Low Places, uh, Baby I Love You Way. I might just have like um, so it's gonna be like a quick swap. I'll have I'll have like the boa because the the Jimmy song is like on the first song. So I'm, I'll have the boa. I'll rock that out, and then right in the middle. Like when we get into like the more like reggae vibe ish, like I'll throw on the fucking um, God English, the Hawaiian shirt. Thank you. That's what I meant. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's gonna take a little bit of uh, getting to know how or when to kind of swap it out because on some of the songs, I'm not even playing guitar. I'm just gonna be straight up front man. I'm gonna be in your face trying to make a dance. And that's our like main goal. And the guys don't even the guys kind of realize what's happening during rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Like I'm literally just walking around with a mic, and I'm still kind of messing around. But in my head, like I know what I'm gonna do. So you got these, uh, these costume changes ready. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then uh, we're playing uh, Uptown Found by Bruno Mars too on the last set. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. And Bruno likes to wear the Hawaiian stuff too. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll it'll fit. So I have a lot of costume changes going in between back and forth but i think it's gonna be fun nice yeah it's a lot now let's get into i want to make like a sound bite for this and i will um i'm gonna call this sean's tech tuesday what is a cool little tech that you know of 
Uh, let, let's start it that way. What is a cool little tech that you can share with everybody this week? Okay. All right. So um, I'm going to talk about something that you guys definitely all have in your homes. Um, and uh, it's called HDMI. And uh, like HDMI, it's um, a cable and a set of standards that's used to uh, connect um, uh, audiovisual equipment to each other. And it's really cool for a lot of different reasons. One, uh, it's one cable that can carry um, video and multi-channel audio. And on newer equipment, it can also carry like Ethernet signals for like connecting smart devices to each other. And um, one of the best things about HDMI is that when it works um, well, it can send information up and down. So oh, yeah. if you think of like how stuff used to work back in the day, you might have had like a VCR and the VCR, you pop the tape in, right? And the VCR sends um, the video cassette video up to your TV. And then you'd have another cable, you know, maybe from your antenna that would take information one way from like your satellite or your cable or, you know, um, and send that to the VCR and record it. And HDMI is smart enough to do all that on one cable at high definition really, really fast. So, oh, yeah. Um, we keep this relatively short, but um, so I was helping my dad uh, kind of set up a home theater. And he had yeah. an older receiver that used an older HDMI specification, and he was upgrading to like a newer one. And I swapped the cables, had everything ready to go, and um, I turned everything on, and I see like these red like artifacts on the screen. Like the picture is clear, but there's these red artifacts, and I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get <laughs> it, man. <laughs> like, you know, I, I've done everything right. So we're trying different movies. We're trying. Roku for Netflix, just different sources, trying to figure out like what's causing this interference. And um, my wife happened to be sitting in the room. She's like, Sean, maybe you should try a different cable. And I'm like, you know what? I've tried everything else. Let's try mm -hmm. that. So we dig in the box, we take out a new cable, uh, connect it from the receiver to the TV, and boom, everything works perfectly. And you'd wonder, like, well, why was just swapping out that one cable making all the difference? Well, the difference is that standards evolve, and even though the connectors are exactly the same, the new cable was certified to carry more information up and down. And um, that's all that it took, you know? And in seconds, we were uh, watching... Um, our uh, it was it was a Sunday morning, so we were doing like uh, Black Sunday brunch, and and I can kind of tie that into maybe what we'll talk uh, about a little bit later. But you know, on a Sunday morning, like what we like to watch is like um, movies with like you know an African American flair, and sounds New York is getting close to seven, so people are moving around. And, you know, make a really tasty brunch and just kind of, like, relax and kind of soak in, you know, the time you get to spend with your family. 
So one cable, you know, another set of eyes, you know, a better functioning brain, and we were back in there. So again, shout out to V for uh, making the call that, uh, you know, saved our Sunday. It just needed new cables. That's it. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, it's funny because, like, the cables, they, they look the same and they should otherwise function the same. But, um, yeah, that's that's all it took. Word. And I actually have a, I have one specific HDMI cable for my Sony TV because, one, it's a 4K TV. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize you kind of need to upgrade it to it. When I first bought it, they were like, you should get at least the one that has 60 hertz on it. Mm-hmm. That way, it can actually give you the utmost potential for your TV. Because one, I was buying it at a time where it was, it was only, it just kind of came out, right? And I had a pretty good deal on it on an open box policy, so I got this cable. At the time, it was like twenty bucks. I'm like, why am I spending twenty bucks right. on an HDMI cable? I can get this for like six bucks. Sure. But they were like, nah, you you really want to try to get something uh, of a higher quality and. At the time, yeah. And now it's like standard. You can literally get it for, for $6 right now on Amazon. That's the literally HDMI it. HDMI 2.0, yeah. Because that's, that's exactly it. So the cable that was attached was like an HDMI 1.4. And that mm. was fine when they were, you know, my parents were using the television they used to have, which was like, you know, a 1080p TV. And then they recently got something that's like 4K HDR, all the new cool bells and whistles. And uh, getting the HDMI uh, 2 cable. You yeah. know, again, looks the same, functions otherwise the same, but it's just certified to, you know, carry more um, data back and forth with less um, less disturbance, what we'll yeah. call it. And again, that's all it took. So, um, yeah, that's, that's Sean's, <laughs> Sean's, 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 Sean's Tech Tuesday. That's what's up. Hey, there you go. Learn something new today. I actually, I, I, you know, I didn't realize I have uh, a two one actually an HDMI two one mm-hmm. for my for my TV. And I swapped it out. So the one on my monitor right now it's the old two O, and I have the two one that I bought for my TV. And that one does four K at one hundred twenty hertz. It does. Kind of insane, which, which is which uh, is nuts. It also does um, HDMI eARC, and mm-hmm. I you know and. Um, HDMI ARC is an audio return channel. And why that's big is let's say like you have like a home theater receiver. It means that like it can take the audio, let's say from like Netflix on your smart TV or if you have a video game console and it can break it down to the simplest amount of audio that you need, like maybe stereo if you're just using your TV. And if you need to use five channels or seven channels or nine channels if you're a baller like that uh <laughs> and it can make sure that like the tv goes hey nah you got more speakers somewhere around here send all that audio you know back down to that and uh then you get super clear surround sound and all that such it's uh tech tech is so interesting because it, it just keeps it just keeps getting better and better certainly yeah. Like, it's nice. And it's so hard to keep up, but that's like the fun in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, so this is, uh, I, I'm going to say this is the part where we say Casey's Corner. Just a little just a little snippet on what I kind of, I just want to share with you like a brief three minutes of what I've been doing the, the past couple of weeks or leading up to it, right? 
and we'll, we'll keep it nice and short. Um, one, at least at work, I want to try to keep our costs down. Uh, two, I'm trying to cram all those songs into my brain, which is proving to be quite a difficult task altogether. And then three, Sean, did you know that uh, my vacation is in three weeks? I know. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it for you. You know, I'm looking forward to it for myself, mm-hmm. you know, because um, obviously with you out of the building, it's going to, you know, uh, shift some responsibilities onto me. So I'm looking for an opportunity to, you know, kind of carve out a niche for oh, myself. Yeah. You will. Um, I'm so it's going to be. Oh, you're going to make good. I have notes for you just in case. OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like the more the more. um I say the the more exciting part is I, I actually ordered uh, twenty not twenty twelve rolls of uh, film film stock for our cameras. So that's uh, what Kayla and I decided was the only pictures that we're going to take. My granted that that phrase is not going to be verbatim, but it's going to be most of the pictures that we're going to take is going to be on thirty five mil cameras. And they're old school, so they're like analog. You know, you have to wind it up, crank it, and like do it manually. Uh, in terms of the other one, where I have a digital camera, we both have digital cameras, and you can snap thousands, sure, photos, um, and to no avail. And you can just kind of get a whole bunch. But the the purpose of the manual and the analog is to take your time to really frame your shot and get that moment that we're kind of trying to get. And it will live with us forever. And I'll have like a like a separate photo catalog. We have like tons and tons of uh, pictures that we take because uh, the wife and I are both <clears throat> photographers in brain. She's more so than I am. But anyway, so that is my Casey's Corner. So you're telling me you're taking pictures, but mm-hmm. they're not for Instagram. Yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard process. So the the manual or the analog, the, the thirty five millimeter film that I bought only have thirty six exposures. So if you think about it, one roll of film, only thirty six photos you're able to take with that, and I only have twelve of them on one camera, and I have twelve on the other camera, also. So we have two cameras that we're gonna take photos of. One is one is dedicated black and white. The other one's dedicated. Um, uh, color. So, are you going to invite people over to your house to thumb through a photo book <laughs> to get the photo? No, actually, I can scan them into the uh, my computer. I think you should exclusively print these out and then uh, oh, that'd be cool. Attach them to your refrigerator, and oh, then yeah. only people that have the the presence of mind <laughs> to come visit get to see this <laughs> trim. It'll be like right here, absolutely. Just right like there. Little- it's, yeah, let's still on a snippet. Like we'll still use our phones for sure. Instagram. Because like, again, if you don't put it on Instagram, it never happens. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. You know, I don't even use Instagram anymore. I don't or either. Rather, I'm washed. I'm washed, guys. Like you know, we're talking about technology. Yeah, Instagram. My Instagram is so dry. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. Like I, I post every once in a while. But like before, I was dedicated, you know, photo every like week. Mm-hmm. I just edit it, boom, boom, it's out. And then nowadays, since you know, because you're trying to do a bit, uh, you kind of lack on it. And not like I care so much about it, but 
at least it'll give you an update on what's going on, but not necessarily where I'd like to. But Sean, yeah, this is the last bit of our of our segue. Is that is that the correct way? The the last bit of our program. That's sure. what I meant to say. It's what I call "What's Your Twenty Minutes." Okay. All right. Um, it's kind of like twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Make minutes, 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 minutes. minutes. So, um, again, not to bring things down, but honestly, mm-hmm. the, over the last week, my twenty minutes each day has kind of been just about like self care. Um, yeah. And that's been taking the time to kind of like clean and um, kind of um, apply like the medicine and such to the burn that I got. Like, again. It's funny when you think about it, but like 20 minutes doesn't seem like a long time. I mean, it's only, it's a third of an hour of the 24 Mm -hmm. hours or 26 hours, apparently, (laughs) (laughs) that we have each day. But um, I've been trying to take that 20 minutes to kind of like, you know, prepare for the upcoming day. And again, like the nature of our work is that obviously working with like our hands and it can be kind of vigorous and so what I do is I take that 20 minutes and like really like wrap and care for myself to you know prepare for everything else that we got like lined up. Like our our jewels and bananas are our hands as as chefs pretty much. Much like the surgeons, their hands are their most prized possession. So if one of these limbs are out of commission, it like skews everything. Everything, man. I mean, just the last couple of days, I'm like trying to do stuff with. I'm right-handed, and that's the hair that I burn. I'm trying to do things with like my left. And I'm just like, who is this? Per-? Like everything that I've been like training myself, like that muscle memory that you've been developing for years, is like I don't say thrown out the window, but it's like immediately foreign, man. Like I'm just like, okay, you know, I was capable of this, and I will be capable of this again in the future. But like mm-hmm. in the moment, I'm just like, okay, here's my limit. Here's my limit. Here is my limit. Okay. Try not to be Superman. <laughs> Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? You can't be Batman. Sometimes you got to be Robin. Yeah. Sometimes you also got to be Alfred, you know? Like, yeah, you got to be Alfred. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Batman and Robin are swinging around the cities and hanging out in the dark waiting for crimes to happen. But you know what Alfred's doing? Alfred's Chilling. making sure that when they come back, they got some clean laundry and a cup of tea. Yeah, because you when you know. spent the whole night... <laughs> <laughs> again man in Gotham City I don't know man it just seems to be like a dark wet place like of all like you you want to come home to you know a, a cup of tea and uh, you know some clean fresh clothes so you know I guess some I'm ranting you know you can appreciate your appreciate your Alfred you know mm-hmm. you know we're always taught to be you know like you know Batman and, and Robin you know but sometimes again self care man fall back, you know, and uh, treat yourself right so that when it's time to put on that uh that cape and cowl and do all you know, do all the wonderful things that you know that you're capable of or have a sense of duty to to do, you're ready for it. That is uh that's important. Self care is always most most people often put that on the back burner. But you should mostly put that in the forefront because it's it's yourself. You have to. You you need to take care of you first. But Sean, did you know I'm ambidextrous? I, you know what? Nothing. Look, <laughs> I, <laughs> this is something that you probably hear um, 
many times over uh, the duration of this uh, podcast. I am amazed at the Renaissance man that Casey is. So yes, if you tell me that you're ambidextrous, doesn't surprise me. And it also wouldn't surprise me if you were just like, you know what? I'm going to make my left hand as good as my right or vice versa. <laughs> like you just decided one day. It's like, yo, man, I'm taking, um, I got 20 minutes. And I'm going to take 11 of those things. And I'm going to just become ambidextrous because you never know. Ah. You know, in high school, my thought was, what if my right hand got mambled or mangled or just shablanged, right? Sure. What do I do? So I started writing with my left, doing the ABCs with my left. And I, I, I got pretty good to it. The only thing I can't do with my left is physically write nice. Like I can write. Sure. It won't look good. Right. But anything else that my right hand does, my left can't do except for writing. So you're telling so me that like when we're big time ballers and you know, you got to cut me checks for this uh, podcast, I should oh, always yeah. assume I yeah, that yeah. I need to get a check with your right hand. <laughs> It's legible, yes. Okay, all right. That's that's. I will be checking for that. I'm like, don't don't have these left-handed checks, Casey. But the the reason why I mostly did it though, and just kind of wrap it up. Uh, my favorite basketball player of all time is Larry Bird. Okay. The man can do both hands, and if you if you ever seen some old footage of Larry Bird, the man can shoot right, the man can shoot left, he can drive left or right, and it just amazes me how versatile. This dude is like he is he is such a badass. And that's why I wanted at the time I really wanted to be a basketball player. And I still uh, and still am. And I kind of did the whole pace as you as well. Uh, played college and I was I could shoot both hands. So if I knew my defender was right hand predominant, I will make sure that I go with my left. Amen. So it throws him, throws him off of his game. And I was like, why did he's a lefty? Nah, bruh. That's just my game. And so. it's funny that you mentioned that, too. So when I was coming up, I went to basketball camp. And, like, that was one of the first things that they, like, taught us to do as well. They're just like, all right, you got to get out of, you know, your your comfort zone. And, again, most of the basketball players, we were, we were right-handed. And now I'm more left-hand dominant when I play mm-hmm. basketball. I still shoot with my right. But, like, I pre- I prefer to dribble to my left. And I'm giving this away to anyone who's going to play up against me. <laughs> but, hey, if you want it, come see me. You know, not this summer, but maybe next because I got the tan thing going on. But whatever. Come see me. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's just it, right? It's like sometimes when you're being defended, right, you're making all these, like, split-second decisions. And personally, one of those things that I'm looking for um, when I'm trying to take my man off the dribble is to see where his lead foot is pointing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, most times when people are in a defensive stance, they're generally leaning one way or the other. And the reason why I say the lead foot is if I'm going to move to their lead foot, if they're going to follow me, and it's assuming that I'm faster than them, and more often than not, I think that I, I am, mm-hmm. they have to then turn their whole body to go where I'm going because their yeah. lead foot has kind of pointed them away. And again, like using your left hand or at least making your move generally to your left is going to give you that advantage. Now, if you got a good crossover, you can, you know, shift their body weight one way or the other and generally kind of break them down so that they have to chase you. But hey, man, this is interesting to you mentioned basketball as a, as a, as a, as a prelude to becoming, you know, ambidextrous or using Larry mm-hmm. Bird is like that example, because again, like Larry Bird, he wasn't the fastest guy on the court. You know, nope. He was heady. 
you could shoot the lights out. But, mm. you know, being smart in realizing how to maximize on um, the advantages that you can make for yourself is, is key. So it's, it's funny to think that uh, Celtics 33 is the reason why <laughs> you can use both hands, man. That's, that's crazy. Celtics 33. And, you know, back in college, to throw them off, too, especially if it's, like, an away game, mm-hmm. I'll make sure to only dribble my left and, like, and like mess up the shot on purpose. And the coach knows this, too. And I'm like, I'm just throwing them off, okay? I'm trying to peg, like, the lower guy. And so when it comes time, and this is always the play, at least for me, um, I was 87% uh, free throw shooter. Okay. So during the fourth quarter, there's specific plays that we write sp- specifically for me so I can make free throws. So if the guys know that I'm predominant left, all of a sudden, on the last quarter, they're like, why? why? How is he going right? I thought he was lefty. And that's exactly why. So you can like so get I, them to foul you yeah, in. Get them to foul me. Exactly. Amen. Build the habit that I'm a lefty. Boom, gets into the foul line. And I know I'm going to sink those two shots. Like, I'm I'm 100% confident now. Granted, 87%. Sure. But, yeah, you, you know with certainty that like you can make the play. And your teammates know it, too. And... You know, that's something to, to, to count on. Mm-hmm. So it's like, coach, like, he goes, hey, I need four points. Awesome. Write me to two plays. I'll make it. So that's like the clutch play that I usually always did in college. But my 20 minutes <clears throat> actually for this week is uh, learning how to sew. So for the, the for the past week and a half now, I've uh, I, I, I've dusted the uh, the dust that dusted the dust. <laughs> Off my off my sewing machine because I haven't opened it in a while. I've then reset it. Now it's all fully done enabled. But I wanted to hem my pants and to taper said uh, like a few of them actually because one they're too low and these are kitchen pants and it, it keeps hitting the floor and it keeps getting wet and it pisses me off. Yeah, oh man, there's nothing worse than like there's an unintentional wet than, angle. Oh my god, it's <laughs> disgusting, right? So I went ahead and learned how to do so, you know, look up some YouTube tutorials and stuff. And it's fairly simple. You just have to know how. You just have to put the time in. So I, I went ahead and hemmed and tapered two of my pants, a couple of T-shirts. And I'm, like, really comfortable with it now. So I just got to keep at it. You know, if anything's broken, you know who to holler. Holler at your boy. You know where it is. My, my address is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 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 ah. But Sean, in closing, though, really quickly, um, Patreon is up and well and going. That's good. Patreon.com slash pork and one. You can actually see some goodies. Actually, you can't unless you're subscribed. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's some photos. There's some videos. There's some extra sound bites. There will be podcasts on there soon, like specific secret ones. I call them the extra secret stuff because I don't post them anywhere else except for Patreon. So if you're ready for more content, go on ahead and go over there. And check it out. I'll make sure to link the description below. But Sean, do you have anything else that you would like to say? I feel like I don't say this enough, but uh, I, I'm only saying this because it's early in the morning, and I'm just thinking about all the stuff I have to do. Brush your tongue. Uh, <laughs> brush, brush your tongue. You brush your teeth. You know what I'm saying? Like, but don't forget about your tongue. That's where the funk is coming from. It's not just hey. your teeth. So um, yeah, get in there. You know, uh, you know. Crust white strips if you need that too, but nah, man, just 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 brush your tongue. 
You know what I'm brush saying? Your brush your tongue. Go do you my words of wisdom. <laughs> Did you know if you look behind the toothpaste, most of them will say 90% of germs and bad breath reside in your tongue? See? And this is what I'm saying. No one is reading. It's like no one is reading the toothpaste. Like, no one is doing that. Like, I, and, and so it's like, like, as a new dad, I'm just thinking about all the stuff I'm going to teach my daughter. It's just like, you got to teach someone how to brush your teeth. And you know what's funny? I'm telling you much now, I wasn't even start with reading the label on the toothpaste. But you know yeah, what? Yeah. That's going to be nighttime reading one day. So now let's read this. Yeah, yeah. It's like with fluoride or without. That's it. What does that mean? You gotta know. Is it mint or is it just regular? Does it matter? Does it, is it done with animals? Like there's a lot to think about. And I know my brain kind of races that way when mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know. I'm just weird, but it's okay. That's it, man. Brush your tongue. You know, like... Just think, like you go all out of your way to make great first impressions, and uh, you know, what I'm saying, don't let bad breath be a lasting one. So that's my words of wisdom. <laughs> well, that is it, guys. Uh, Chef's Meal airs actually on Tuesdays. I want to say live in a restaurant between Sean and I, where we talk about our good stuff, and Chef's Meal is on Thursday, where I interview other podcasters. But other than that, ladies and gentlemen, peace out, internet. <laughs>